Hello guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums. Are you really just going to copy everything I'm saying? Yes! <laughs> Hello guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy lives. So, here's your host, me, Khalifa. Hey guys, welcome to the Happy Single Moms Podcast. I'm your host, Khalifa. Today we have a, a magnificent lady called Santis from Dublin. She's got her own Instagram page called The Caribbean Dub, and um, she's also a YouTuber. Um, I love your, I think I watched one of your first videos and you're talking about um, like your, the goals for the page and you're all about debt-free life and your debt-free journey that you embarked on in 2019 and following the pandemic. I love the fact that you do a lot of upcycling and gardening, make your wonderful cocktails and the fact that you were talking about um, um, cooking from scratch. And it's something that I'm trying to implement. It's the hardest thing, but I have bought an air fryer and that's been making life... (laughs) been making life so much easier for me but yeah I like I just like the fact that you're so open and so vibrant and your dream is kind of my dream in regards to living in the countryside that is something Uh. I have I want to do my son is 10 years old now so give or take another five years I am just planning on number one getting debt free sorting out my business sorting out where I want to be um in life and just living in the country I want to just be able to open my window because I'm in London right now and it's like the hustle and the bustle and the pollution I want to be able to open my window and just see grass you know like a squirrel dream like a rabbit dream even though I'm scared of them but just (laughs) friend is the same she actually moved to the countryside and I'm like you have blackberries out in the back garden she's like oh you can eat them I'm like oh my god (laughs) how is it living in okay no tell us a bit about yourself and your single mummy journey firstly thank you so much for coming on uh no problem I um well single mommy that's a a a big one for me I've never planned like us all we never planned to be single parents you know um and I was very much in love very much wanted a kid very much wanted a happy home and sometimes things don't work out and you could end up picking you know the wrong partner for yourself and for me being a single mom that's something that's really I'm I'm working through right now because I feel like sometimes you could end up feeling like you're sentencing your kids to a life because you chose somebody that maybe wasn't, you know, cohesive with you. But I know they're meant to be here and it was all meant to be part of the plan. And this is, this is exactly how it's meant to be. And we work with that. And I think that gives me maybe a sense of peace and contentment because I am a single mom, but I'm also a badass single mom who is doing it. You know, we have, and to say that I'm a strong single mom is one thing, but I'm also very vulnerable. Like we all are, we all have those quiet times and, you know, and that's why I really started, you know, the YouTube, the Instagram, because I've, I've basically made a business out of wanting to be there for my children, wanting to work around my children, yeah. you know, in, um, 2020 I was a manager in a bookmakers and we work crazy hours and I was paying two kids two minders to have the kids minded so I can go to work and pay the mortgage and still couldn't meet my payments you know 
And I was like, what is this life I'm living? What? This is crazy. And then COVID happened. And we were here and I was getting used to just being around them, you know, just having that time where I'm actually going out and paying for a house and I'm living in it. Isn't that crazy? I'm seeing my house, I'm noticing little bits that need doing because I'm now present. And I'm, you know, we can't go to everybody's house and it was COVID and it was lockdown, but I'm able to go and just spend some really quality time with my children. And sometimes we say, you know, being a single parent, it is hard, it is lonely, it is isolating at time. Let's not, let's not pretend. Yeah. But it's also so rewarded because would you give up any of that time that you've had with your children? No, you won't. Yeah. You get to see so much of them. You get to know them as people. And I don't want to be the stressful mom that's so phased with everything being thrown at her that I can't focus on the gift that I've been given from my, which is my two kids, you know. I, I just wouldn't want to be like that. So me and the dad, we we did break up and financially it has been really tough um but we're learning and we're building and that's that's what i am all for brilliant so what was the um because i know you shared it on your youtube channel in regards to you setting new financial go goals in 2019 and you went into your debt-free journey what what when did you realize that do you know what i've got because uh, I'm, I'm something that I feel like I, I spend emotionally, like when I'm when I'm feeling a bit low, like I'm like, oh, I'm going to go shopping or I'm going to go out to eat or something like that. And just being out, it kind of is, you, yeah, you kind of release some sort of dopamine, dopamine, even though the situation hasn't been resolved, but you're like, wow. okay, fine, I'm, I'm okay now, I'm okay now, because I've done something yeah. to... That's actually quote. my next video, the emotional yeah. spend and believe it or not. Yeah. Um, I am an emotional spender. Um, you know, there's different categories of, you know, people and money. People say, you know, you say, how are you with money? What do you think when you think of money? And you and me, we could be brought up in the exact same household, go to the same school, have the same friends. And what our perception of money is will be a different thing. And the reason why I started on my debt-free journey was the category I would be in is I am a spender. I like to spend money. I like to spend money on people. I like to spend money on my children, on me. I love to spend. Like that is just my characteristics around money. I find it as a way of like, it's reward, reward, reward. But if you don't have the right mindset behind those rewards, if you don't have your own financial well-being in check, um, then it ain't rewarded, you know? Mm -hmm. And that was what happened with me in 2018. Um, it was like a series of things that just lined up like a domino effect, you know, like boom, 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 boom. And, you know, me and the kid dad, we split. My daughter was four months. My son was oh, 18 months at that stage. So they were young and um, no money, mortgage, I was on the state benefit because I was on um, maternity leave and my job only pays for the first three months of it. And then the next part, the state takes over. So the money was, I was never, <laughs> it was never um, as little ever coming into my bank account. I feel like I was thinking back 
the last time I was getting paid that low, I was probably 15, you know, like, I'm, and I'm always a hustler. I always work. Like making money is not the problem for me, it's managing it. And um, I just, I was really down. And then my granddad, who I was really close to, he was just like sensei. You know, you go to him, you, he just made everything seem normal, probably not a good thing as well. But he's just like, I've lived it. You'll be fine. You know, mm -hmm. you'll be fine. We'll get through this. And he passed in March and it was kind of a shock to me. And I was still making bad money decisions. I was borrowing because, you know, you have that toxic environment as well, where you have people that expect something of you for you to be in their world. Yeah. So I had a hand and I was like, okay, I'm going to go to this hand, even though I couldn't pay my mortgage because, you know, you want people to feel good and you think this is what is the priorities. So I was borrowing, borrowing still to go on the hand to go and <laughs> go to Marbella. Believe it or not, I was over in Marbella crying. Okay. I was literally like, you know, when you get somewhere and when we say emotional spending, wow. the granddad had just passed and I just wanted to fix it. And my friend was like, I really want you to come to my, my, my hands, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, I'll get a loan and that'll fix it. I'll get a loan off my other friend, that'll fix it. I was over there and I was in my hotel room crying. Wow. I was in the bathroom going, okay, my child is eight months. Um, you need a break. You need a break. Like what is going on with you? You know, but my, I think it was postnatal as well. All that was happening. I've seen like my doctor kind of was like this is what was you know you're obviously weren't in your right frame of mind but I was over there and I was like I can't wait to go home <laughs> like, after getting <laughs> money I don't want to go out I just want to go home what am I doing like and you know that stress mm -hmm. and it went through the phase where I couldn't take a deep breath couldn't like and I used to say oh I'm having my little heart attack pricks and I was laughing about it you know but it was my heart was literally okay. couldn't take a breath and it was anxiety um it was stress-induced anxiety that was happening all that year but I was still doing the bad habits because I didn't know better and it was the December of that year I was back in work then and I went for a different job so I was earning more money so I was like oh I'm gonna fix this you know, I'm back now, everything is going to be fixed. And I literally looked at my debts and I was like, I'm 15 grand in debt behind on my mortgage. And I, I just, I'm tired. I'm really tired. You know, I'm working all of this. I'm paying for the mortgage. I'm paying for the minders. I don't have fun. The last fun was that holiday and that wasn't fun. I should be able to enjoy experiences like that. You know, when you're doing stuff, oh, don't go. And you should be able to say, no, I can't go. And why am I such a people pleaser? Yeah. And what, you know, there was a million things going on. And I don't know. I, 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 I went really low, got really dark. I was on my own. I felt like I was just a bad parent to my kids. And, you know, I just felt let down by everybody. I felt let down in myself. And I actually thought that, I don't know, I'd be better off if I wasn't a part of the plan because yeah. my whole thing was I'm just not doing what I should be doing and I'm not bringing anything to anything. 
Mm. Everything I do, I'm just, you know, it's like failure. Just that was the F word everywhere I looked. And um, it went to a breaking point with my boss. She rang me for something and I couldn't talk. I was like, I was having a breakdown. And um, I, I always credit a friend because she spoke to me and she said, okay, we need to get you to the doctor like now because and I was like, I'm not going like, she's like, I, I can't, I have four kids and I can't leave you because this is not, this is not right, you know? So I went to my doctor and I ended up going to the hospital and they had a good talk with me and everything. And my family started finding out what was going on because that's what happens with money. You don't talk. Yeah, until you hit that flop button. Until you hit, it's, it's an addiction as well. When you're, you're bad spending habits and all that, it's an addiction of keeping everything, like not pretend, pretending that, you know, everything is okay because, you know, it's always been okay. And that's how I'm going to get through it. But when you have kids and everything thrown into that, you, you realize quite quickly, it's not just about you. Yeah. And if you're not kind of doing the right things by them and by your family, that guilt can turn into manifest into a lot of things and that's what happened and when I came back from the hospital and you know I was back on they put me on antidepressants my job was like we're gonna cut you back from work and you're they were looking at me hours then and they were like shit you know this this is actually we didn't know what was going on at home and you can't you're not even going to be good to us anyway so to even get my mindset thinking because I was like I can't I can't I can't cut back on my errors are you crazy you can't do this like (laughs) you're gonna make a life they're like there's other options but for now you need to pull back Mm. and I think just hearing bit by bit just talking to people getting the help that I needed my mom was like I'll take the kids for two days um you know like because she was like I'm not here to raise kids blah 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 but when she heard like okay whoa this is serious this is serious like you know um and straight away you know money was kind of coming into me then because it was like I don't have to pay 500 a month to this lady um I don't have to do work that much, but then I could get supplemented this way. I could sell furniture. I could do this. I could do whatever I need because it was at the point where I couldn't afford farming for my child. Mm. Um, I was like, okay, I'll do surveys. And when I get an extra fiber, I'll cash that out and then I'll have enough formula. And that will do us a week. Imagine, you know, scrimping like that, wishing her to be one so she can go on to normal milk, like, like crazy stuff like that. Um, and I started just Googling, you know, I wanted to know, was I the only one that was going through this? Was I the only one? Cause no one is talking about this and somebody must have done this before and gotten through it. Like, you know, that's all I was thinking. Somebody must have, have beaten this. And I, I, I think that's, um, maybe that's the Caribbean upbringing. We're always, you know, we're always looking for we're always hustling our way out there must be a hustle or there must be something that we can do to fix this and I found this lady on YouTube and she was paying off a lot of debt in America a lot of debt um to debt kicking mom 
Um, she doesn't run. I think she kind of played off her dad and left, <laughs> you know. But I, I watched her religiously. Kids went down. Kids were asleep. I was just watching YouTube videos. I couldn't, couldn't get enough of it. Mm. And I just got wrapped up in her story. And before I knew it, I went onto Instagram. I had <laughs> just my family and friends, maybe 80 people, 100 people. And I literally said, I am debt free, like you would in AA. I am a spender. I want to get into get out of debt. I have 15,027 in debt, and I'm going to clear this in a year. I don't know how. Right now, I don't know how it's going to happen, um, but I'm going to do it. And for me, I would say you said about goal setting and stuff. That's where I try to talk to people about their brain, their heart, and their gut. You need to. You need to have a goal where you're saying, I'm going to do this. I don't know how it's going to happen, but that's the end. And once you say, I'm going to do this, then it's the what can I do then after that, that comes in. What can I do? What can I do? And you just see, it's like stars, just, you know, money ideas just coming into your mind. So fast forward a year, paid off my debt. The page is at 10,000 followers now. People... And when I started off, the Irish debt-free community was literally six of us. And now there's hundreds of accounts. Mm. Just at the end of that journey, it wasn't me. It was me sharing, that person sharing. And people go, Jesus, I want to do that. I have a debt problem. I see somebody exactly like me. And and they're just talking and all the stuff they're saying are just little bits and pieces that I can do. I can cut my shopping. Yeah, I can food. I can cook from scratch. I started cooking from scratch more and more. I saved, I went down from 120 a week um, on everything to like 70 a week. You know, that's the serious money to be going off your debt. Yeah. You know, that's money coming into you. And we were eating better than we ever were. Um, there was no food going in that bin, you know. And that actually get, was the game changer because I was like, Jesus, I couldn't believe how much waste and then you think of you know the domino effect again the butterfly effect of it all where when you're wasting food you're you're literally wasting the whole production line mm-hmm. you're just you're not looking after the, the planet you know there's a whole like, it's only positive yeah when you face your debts you know i hope make a long story short i hope i shorten that enough for you Sorry. Oh, it's totally in what you said. Um, I, I, I'm a avid, um, I love Dave Ramsey. I'm, I'm a Christian yeah. myself. And yeah, I love, I've always watched his programs. And he does say something like, um, if you're going to go on holiday, make sure it doesn't come back. It doesn't follow you back. And I think that that's something that we need to, yeah, when, whenever girl, you have to learn how to say no. You know, I say yeah. no all the time to, to my, to my girlfriends now, like when they say they want to go out, and I know it's an expensive restaurant and I'll be looking at the menu beforehand. Like, okay, I would know what I'm going to pick beforehand. And you can't, yeah. live, you can't live. I'll rather just say no now, you know, cause yeah. it's just, I have a, a son to consider. I have myself to consider and something that I'm even considering right now is actually just not driving because I'm at a parking tickets that 
I've been getting it's just ridiculous and that's like another 65 that's pounds. an expense yeah, yeah. Another, you know 120 pounds if you don't pay the 65 it just carries on piling and up. where can that be going instead of parking exactly so in regards to your story how did you then become a um, budget and lifestyle coach so from that period how did you just yeah where, where did that oh it happen? just got crazy I actually kind of believe you know when people say oh no this is my story you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally um I started getting into like I wouldn't be I grew up very religious, very, very religious. And I lost God and um, I found him again, but I found him on my terms. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I found him where I talk to God every single day. But I also think that there's a God and then there's loads of gods and messengers or also I being the law, I believe in the law of attraction. I believe there's so many messages that we're given that we don't read into because we just read one narrative of it. And I believe God does send a load of million different ways for us to communicate and understand, you know. So I just sat down and I was like, you know, what would I like to do? What would I want from this? And one was I really do not want to work in my job. That came really apparent. So part of the reason why that was another reason to push the debt-free narrative as well push 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 because if I'm not paying 600 euro a month on debt that's 600 euro I can earn less and be around my kids yeah. so it was loads of different things that I was thinking but I paid off my debt and Christmas was coming and oh no I was 11 grand it was November and I started in like the end of January so it was 11 grand and I wrote to a radio station RT1 it's like the biggest the biggest um it, it's a name it's like BBC um over there so I wrote in and I didn't want to be on I wanted them to read my letter because Christmas was coming and I know that was a trigger for me so I've obviously by this time I'm in the mindset of clearing death and I'm already thinking differently about money so I wrote to them and I said, look, I know Christmas is coming. You're going to be looking at loan sharks, money sharks, you know, getting loans for the kids. Just want to, you know, I paid off 15, 11,000 in debt so far. I'm a single mom. I got myself into a ridiculous situation because I wanted to please others um, with money. I saw it as a way of just, you know, just bringing like, I'm a, I'm a bubbly person anyway. So I saw it as a way of just, making everybody happy, including myself. Yeah. And I said, after effects of that, it's heroin because I nearly lost my life. You know, when you when you go money and I nearly lost all this experience right now because I just taught a different way about money. And obviously there's a lot of other factor, but that was the breaking point for me. So I spoke, I, I wrote the letter next minute, this guy rang me, didn't even, I didn't understand anything about producers, anything. He was like, hi, I'm from the Ryan Torberty show, which is the biggest show in Ireland. We want to um, talk to you about your letter that you wrote. And then I was just like, look, I wrote that at five o'clock in the morning. And this is what I said about belief in God. Mm. I woke up and wrote that letter on my phone, sent it, forgot, got back to bed. There was no, oh, I'm thinking about this. I got up, something hit me, 
to get up out of bed, write that letter. I wrote that letter and it's changed my life. I got onto the show. So many people got understood what I was saying. They understood my story. Um, Cause I was just honest. I just said, you know what? Just, I'm just gonna tell you, this is how I talk. I'm not gonna pretend. This is what I do. I shared the story. Then I had a vision board and the vision board, there was a magazine that I wanted to write for, but I just wanted to write one time just to go in. Same thing like the letter. After I did the show, I started thinking differently because I, I saw the reaction. And I said, I wonder if I could write a letter like that to a magazine. You know, the fastest growing magazine in Ireland. Let's go Irish country, go and write to them. And then because I wanted to move to the Irish countryside, I was like, I'm manifesting even being in their presence. Yeah. It's manifesting a whole other thing. So um, I wrote to them and they wrote back, oh, we don't have any... We right now we can't we you have to contact the editor that's what it was and then I was just forgot I said you know what maybe I'm thinking too big for myself you know they're working at bookies as a manager like what am I doing writing a letter for a magazine and fast forward six months it was just before um George Floyd's murder so I can't even say they did it as a token you know it was just before that and they said you might the the um the editor said you know my deputy was talking about you she follows your page she has been talking about you you know obviously since that first letter and obviously I didn't write back you know um she has been talking about you and we want you to be not just a once-off we want you to be a regular columnist wow. now I am like what like you have to understand, I worked in a bookies for 17 years. I just, the only thing that changed in my life was I decided to tackle something head on. Mm. That was it. And everything after that was instinct. Now, I found God again, because who woke me up at five o'clock that morning? Yes. Who did it? Yeah. You know? Who did that? I was having sleeps like I never did because I always worried about money. So I was up. So I was, I imagine to get up and to forget. When I saw that guy's, um, I'm looking at my phone now because I'm like, when I saw his message, I was like, who is this? Like, what? I forgot yeah. that I wrote that. Forgot mm -hmm. that I was in work. And I was like, what? 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 Go on here. Who is, who's messaging me? You know, like, what? What is? RTE, what did I? And then I was like, what does something to do with that letter? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I was like, but that's it. That's it. I didn't write to a show. I wrote to the network. Yeah. So, like, I thought they were going to read that news or something. That's how my mind was. Don't get into debt or something, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got the magazine. Um, and there's a lot of things I can't actually talk about now because yeah. I'm not allowed to. Yeah. But they're going that that's going on in the background but yeah I did a coaching course because what I didn't realize people are like you should be a coach mm -hmm. like you should be your mindset is like Stella and you you're a learner you know um which I have to talk to budgeting and money as well because I didn't have no faith in myself I didn't think I'd, I I was gonna die in the bookies in a job that I literally hated mm -hmm. the rest of my life having people demean me 
make me feel, I didn't feel myself. My character was being beaten. You know, I was coming home sad to my children. And um, I was doing Tony Robbins going in, breathing, because, you know, doing priming myself to go in for a day's work. That is not like, yeah. people think they don't have choices. We do. We do. We do. We do. But you could get conditioned and such a mentality of abuse in a way in there the way people talk to you that people tolerate it you tolerate and thought that was normal that was your normal life you go in it's crazy in here and then you go home Mm. and you just become part of that cycle and you think well this is what I take all day so I can't do anything better that's all yeah I don't deserve anything better you get good money you know this is what it is just go in and make your money and go home because that's all you do and when you become when I got caught up in my death-free journey just started seeing things so differently I was like so basically what's been happening for the last 15 years is 17 years is I was getting paid to do a job I hated so I was selling my time for money but then I was wasting the money so I was wasting my time so it was abuse, abuse times too really yeah so, and I wasn't enjoying the time that I was wasting. Mm-hmm. So I just started, I'm in the mindset even right now, I have one life. Yeah. Yeah. I have one life. And if I have to make these decisions that that's not on my head where I'm like, oh my God, like even, you know, you with the podcast, you know, if you're starting, it's probably like, girl, what are you doing making a podcast? You know, yeah. who, who who can listen to me podcast anybody yeah. even understand what I'm trying to say you know um what am I even doing yeah and your head is telling you this is uncomfortable girl what do you even know to do a podcast yeah do you even know who can talk to you on this you know your head is telling you a million different things that you shouldn't do but your heart is telling you just I should be doing this yeah this is it feels right to do this yeah and that's where I've been going with my gut you know, I saw your email and my gut was like, okay, yeah, straight away. Yeah, okay. Single mom, that's it. Yep, 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 bam. Yeah, and it's so amazing that you 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 say about um, the email that you you wrote. I think that oftentimes, and it's something that I used to fight with, with God about. I used to like pray and say, oh God, I need help with this. I need help with that. And something I would hear in my spirit is everything you need, you already have. And I'm you like, already no. have it. You're and resourceful. I would be like, no, I need this person. So, and you would say, everything you need, you already have. I think as well, trust the dips that happen right now. Um, I started my business last year and I sell planners. I do coaching. And, you know, I thought I have a lot of boundaries around asking for help. I have a lot of, and I think a lot of single parents have that as well. Yeah. We feel abandoned in a way. So we feel like nobody's going to get it. And we have to do this all on our own. And um, I started the business and I was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to do this. And I, I obviously I write for the magazine and I do freelance work and I do public speaking now. All the things like I kind of, girl, I can't even believe this, what's going on, okay? I'm like, is this my life, you yeah. know? And every month I'm leveling up. I People that I followed on Instagram, because I don't just follow uh, this woman down there showing off her Audi. 
unless I'm looking at how she's selling it and I can make content on that to stop somebody else from buying it, you know, <laughs> or to, to even say, look, there's nothing wrong with wanting the nicest car in the world. And I really believe that. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Can you pay for it? You yeah. shouldn't have to go to sleep worrying about that. Yeah. I don't care. I don't judge. I don't care what you have. It's just, I care about you and how you earn it, you know, and how you, you're living it. So I don't know. So I wanted help. Didn't know how to ask. And back now, I'm like, I'm, the business is doing good. And then it has a dip. So this summer I had a dip, um, being honest. And I didn't push myself as much because I was kind of tired as well. I was pushing, pushing, pushing. And then, so I went on to, went to my local social welfare. And I was like, look, I need a little bit of help here. I don't know what I'm available. And they're like, you could get a one income family supplement, you know, which will kind of give you a breeder for starting getting your business going, you know, because what you don't realize is you have to buy, even if you're making money, and which I didn't, this is what I didn't realize. So I'm making money, but I have to go and buy more planners, you know, yeah. I have to create more planners. I have to, you know, like I have to invest in maybe tools to help me with YouTube or the money just doesn't stay there and pay yeah. for your bills. You know, you have to constantly invest with all about the profit and loss. And they looked and they were like, you see what you're doing. We can see it grown, but you know, you're, you're in the first year. You have to invest in your business. And I only spoke about this yet this weekend. So I'll talk to you now. And I was like, oh God, they're going to think, oh Lord, she's a money mentor and she's not making no money right now. And Oh, you know how people, they go to the worst extremes and then you go to the worst extreme thinking what somebody's going to think, which you have no control over anyway. Yeah. You need to be minding your own business. But I shared this and I just said, but I'm honest. I've always been honest. And that is my story because people have to see that you don't just pay off debt and then it's like a whirlwind and I'm going to get my yellow door in the countryside and life is going to be good. And that's it life is going to throw things at you and you have to be resilient and adaptive and you have to actually not have an ego yes and that's what I said I said okay God is sending me a message right now and he's saying you don't want to ask for help no mm. I'm giving you all the tools here and you don't want to listen you don't want to listen and but I'm going to show you just a little conversation that you can have that can change everything. Now I posted that and it's the most um, replies. I've, I couldn't keep up with the amount of people. I want to help. My whole thing is money and stuff that will come. Yeah. I know it. I know it will come because I'm living on my purpose right now. But if I have an ego in the way, yeah. then I'm not living on my purpose. Yeah. I'm not living in it. I'm not being, it's blocking me. Yeah. So I shared this and I said, the biggest thing I'd like out of this is for people to be open. In Ireland, not like the UK, social welfare is taboo. It's shamed. Um, I think it's benefits over there, isn't it? Yes, like you call that. Yeah, so um, it's, it's really shameful. It's 
they think that people are ripping off the system. You know, a lot of people have this negative connotation, which has been spun to us. You know, you're not work hard enough. Yeah. So you can't get it. So people don't claim it. And then they have themselves in this. I didn't know before when I was getting 200 a week mm-hmm. um, and children's benefits. I had so much credits. I could have actually been making enough for me electricity. I could have been getting help for that all along. I didn't know that. Wow. I could you imagine like you got to that level and I was like you're gonna have a dip things are gonna pick up you work freelance as well we you need to sit down and really think again you know you need to be reviewing what can you do better what can you get back into that mindset you're comfortable and God is telling you you know when I ask for help you think you're this good mm-hmm. now already you don't realize that I've been showing you how to do it yeah the whole time you ask for help, it opens doors, people, you help others, and that's how it happens. Exactly, it's like a ripple effect. It's a ripple effect. I don't know what's going to happen from those stories that weekend, but you know when you know something's going to happen, because there were so many people that are in affluent jobs now that have hit hard times at there's so many people that they grew up in a certain situation, you know, in an environment, maybe a drug fuel environment and benefits were all they knew and they've changed that about themselves. There's so many people that want to change that about themselves and they're afraid to talk. I, co- I, I couldn't share them. I had to take, I was crying yesterday. I had to, got, I logged off Instagram and I, I was crying cleaning my house because I was at one point when I was working, I judged. Yeah. And, it was like God was saying to me, now here you go. Yeah, it's, yes, yes. You thought, you think you have things bad and you your ego is in the way and you want to help and you can't even help and look what you're after doing. Look at the conversation. Mm. You're after, I've never seen that conversation mm. on everywhere, but it needed to happen. And it's, it's to the point now that I'm like, I'm going to have to, set up some sort of a course or something like that yeah you know when you're when you align yourself with your purpose big things happen yeah. huge things happen yeah. huge things happen and me sharing that I'll be honest it, it wasn't really about me that was an instinct because yeah. I was scared to share that and to be judged yeah but I think that you know ultimately even for the, the benefits it's kind of like I'll give you this example. I remember before I had my son, I was on the bus and there was a woman and she had her, she was, um, she had her child in a buggy and this child was screaming, you know, like screaming at the top of its lungs. And she was just looking out the window, looking out the window, ignoring this child. And in my heart, I was like, what kind of mom is this? Like, can she not just get this kid to shush? I was judging her, like just thinking to myself, oh my God, she hasn't got it together till I had my son and I remember I went shopping with him and he was wiling out and I looked at him and he was screaming and I carried on shopping and as soon as I carried on shopping I remembered sitting on that bus and judging that woman and I think that if nothing this pandemic has showed us for example that anything can happen our jobs aren't reliable you know our health anything can come along and just like yeah wipe out our health health system so we can't sit around and judge people 
because we can be painted with that same brush you know and even if you are oh, in a particular easy. yeah even if you are in a particular circumstance I often say that our life is like a book you know it's just one chapter one chapter the same way you could be earning millions on on a Monday and on be benefits on a Tuesday but so long as your eyes are opening every single day it's another opportunity it is you hit me right there Khalifa yeah, your eyes are opening every single day it's another opportunity I I'm from the person last week from Friday to the person today yeah. even talking to you here I'm picking up nuggets like, wow, okay, yeah. you know, I, and you have to be open to it. Have to be. And I don't know whether you've, I've, I've watched this thing on Netflix. It's, a lot of people have been banging on about it and I've been watching it. And every episode I'm crying. <laughs> My son's like, mommy, you cry every film. But it's called Made. I don't know whether you've seen it. It's on Netflix. No, I'm going to write it yeah, down though. Yeah, watch it. And it's yeah. about, uh, yeah, it's about a single mom um, and just her struggle. She's in an Oh, family. yes, Made. Yes, yes. Have you seen Ooh. it? Yes. Yes. I thought now, you I was yes. Yeah. Now, one thing I would say um that echoes throughout every episode is that she had opportunities to get help. Or even though she was seeking, seeking help, but there were people around aligned that could have helped her and helped her eventually. I'm still, it's still heart-wrenching. I haven't finished it all. Oh, <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm crying oh, at every single episode. But it reminds me of this kind of like with me as a single mom, I had people around me to help me, but I wanted to be this suffragette. Like I can do me it too. all. I can me do too. it all. Especially me being a, um, a young black woman as well. We kind of have that. I have to do it all. I have to be that it's, representation. It's really sad. Yeah. And I just feel like if you have opportunities there, grab the help that you can. Grab it. Because even when you look at millionaires that have gone bankrupt, they have, they ask for help. That is one thing rich people do they delegate so why is it that we feel like we have to be an we have to do it all no you have to learn what your strengths and your weaknesses are and you have to ask for help we need to learn as single moms that look pride even down to the shows that I love growing up I love them um, like the sound of music or the king and I yeah. they all had help they all, everybody had help. Everybody had help, <laughs> you know. So don't think yeah. that you have to do it all. We don't. And that that's even, what um yeah, I think. I think that it doesn't have to be. We don't we think we know, but we don't know. And when you stop thinking that you know, yeah, that's the power. And I think this weekend has hit me because I didn't know I just felt like there's some people I, I couldn't believe that they're they went there you know once I don't know I think um you don't know anything but you can learn everything yeah but you never stop learning either yeah. ever ever and once you go through the world with empathy, I look at um, I look at people, you know, and I'll be honest, you know, if I saw, you know, some a drug addict, I don't want to be in their company. I'm not gonna go out my way, you know, to be in their life. Mm -hmm. But any interaction that I have with them, so I don't I don't get that one wrong when I say company. But you know what I mean. I'm not gonna inject myself into their life, but any interaction that I have with them. I'm going to 
leave them with kindness yeah as much as I can and I've always done that in a way where I don't know if I can take that on because mentally I don't, I don't know but if you are going to ask me for money I'm going to say sorry I don't have any money but have a good day yeah you have to treat people you know there's empathy there because I'm not I'm going to treat you as a human yeah it's so easy not to because we judge yeah um and that's what I've learned because that's been my lesson definitely we have to we have to be kind to to one another because you don't know there's there's a there's a thin line between they and us because I I, yeah there's such a thin line and we have to just yeah be kind Um, a couple of weeks ago I I was in West End and my son does auditions so I had to hang around West End for um, three hours and as I was walking towards the Starbucks there was a man lying down on the street and he was like his head was on the concrete (laughs) as I walked past him to go into Starbucks I just had a horrible sinking feeling that was just like Khalifa there's no difference between him and and you so there was a Primark up the road so I walked out of Starbucks went into the Primark and I bought um, a pillow and um, what's this a duvet yeah I think maybe I spent like 18 pounds it wasn't money that I would have spent eating food so I, I bought yeah. the pillow and I bought the, the the duvet for him and I went back out and um I opened it up and I gave it to him and he was he was like thank you so much thank you he said to me that oh the other day it was really raining and I was really cold cold now um I share that not because because you know like the bible says let your right hand not let, let your left hand not know what your right hand is doing but the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because as I was doing it I wasn't even looking around to who was looking at what I was doing in regards to giving the man the, the cushion and the, the duvet um so as I packed everything up I put it back inside the Primark bag but like the rubbish there was a woman that came up to me she tapped me she was crying and then she said to me that I can't believe that there are people out there that still do this. Thank you so much. She said that she she does acts of kindness and she was saying to herself that she's going to stop because no one really appreciates it. So when she saw me do that, she was like, thank you so much. And she was powering. I was looking at her like, yeah, I was looking at her like, okay, but we need to be kinder to single moms. And that she's getting a lesson there yeah. that you didn't even know. Exactly. And that's that's God working yeah. as well. We need to be kinder to ourselves because we're doing this. We are doing this. I think as well as um, minorities, um, you know, we know what it's like to not be looked, to not be always treated with kindness or treated a way that, you know, you see the world one way and the world sees you a different way. Yeah. And I think maybe we have more empathy because we've had to adjust and, you know, be so hyper aware of our environments all the time. But instead of using that as a tool, I'm going, well, we know I'll go on. So I'm just going to, hmm, you know, we know I'll go on, but we don't want to be a part of it like that. Mm -hmm. And I always say, I know my mental strengths to a certain point. And I know what I'm capable of and not capable and what environments I'm I'm physically able to walk into. But I also know that I'm here for a good purpose and I could be kind yeah. at every opportunity. And it's probably, apart from my time, it's the most powerful tool that I have. Kindness has opened so many doors to me yeah. that 
just by being nice and you never know who you're even being nice to yeah you know I, i've been in places where i've just been laughing and just treat them and they're like a producer saw you we want you to you know like it's and it's just like i didn't do nothing <laughs> like i didn't do i was just being nice yeah. yeah being nice being you know is that okay with you or do you want i'm going to get a cup of tea do you want one it yeah. costs nothing to do that it costs and it's such a rarity now that when people see it they're gravitated towards it yeah. and why wouldn't you be yeah just I'm... like your story there why wouldn't you be yeah. if i saw that i'd probably be crying as well because <laughs> you need to see that yeah. And our kids so, that for the well. hundred of people that you see, and you, I'd say that's busy walking by, mm-hmm. see that one person stop. You know. Yeah, I like, wanted to know. ask you, um, in regards to um, the goal setting and the budgeting, yeah. I just read um, a book called Atomic Habits. Anyone that's listening, uh, yeah. please read that book. It is the bomb. Yes, I have read it about four times. <laughs> I actually have it. I don't read these books. I keep them on Audible. Oh, so when I buy a book, when I download a book on Audible, it's staying. Oh, brilliant. So you know? how how have you um, formed good habits? Um, and what advice would you give to a mom that's listening that wants to form good financial habits? The first thing I would say is this is where I think us single moms and dads, this is where I think we have an advantage. Yeah. We get a lot of people that would make excuses, you know, can't do this because of the kids and I can't do this because of the kids. A lot of us, we do things because of the kids. You see that flip? Yeah. We literally, they are your why. You just want to make that level of maybe guilt or whatever it is, you want to do better by them. And you create a why for your goals, no matter what. People say that, but I mean, if I was to tell you my why, break it down to you, I couldn't finish it here. I know I'd start crying. It would, it moves me. It moves me and it motivates me to keep going every single day. When my head is saying, girl, don't do that. And my heart is going, do it. You know, that, girl, don't do that. Do it. My heart is like, yeah, do it. So have a, a why, a reason, a goal. And you said earlier that you have a dream of the countryside. Yeah. Can we scrap that? You don't need to have a dream. You have a goal of the okay. countryside. Okay. A dream is something that, you know, you just, this would be nice. A goal is something that this is happening. Okay. Yes. This is happening. Like your mindset is flowing towards that now. This is what it's all for. No, I don't want to have a car because you know what? I'm going to have a nice house in the countryside. I'm going to look out. I'm going to see the green. I'm going to smell that grass. You know, I'm not going to hear a car for ages. Yeah. That's your why. This is what you're going to have. And then I would say, um, think of it yearly. Think of it in a year's time. What do you want? Where do you want to see yourself financially? Do you want to be debt free? Do you want to have half your debts paid off? Do you want to have a little bit of deposit? Do you want to be, you know, you want to have a little bit of deposits going out? Do you want to have um, a savings for a car? Do you want to have an emergency fund? What do you want in that year? Say it out, say it loud. And you know why now. You know why you want that. So it's already building power. 
And then we're going to start implementing some tools. We want to get back to your inner child. We want to go back to that young Khalifa that is, I'm just using you as an example, <laughs> that young Khalifa. What made her happy? What was around her? What, what are your happy thoughts? What, were, what was the moment where you're so content? And a lot of it isn't about money. So we're going to put some no spend days into place. And I call no spend days are days where you are going to um, move around without money dictating what you do. Wow. So it could be a day that you plan with your son where you are going to have a, you know, he's probably too old. You're going to have a tent there in the sitting room and you're going to have a movie night. You have your popcorn and everything and you're going to give him your time or you're going to upcycle that wardrobe that you don't like looking at, but you love a transformation. And you always did since you were painting with your mom as a child or you are drawing pictures. You always did like seeing something being beautiful and what's happening to that energy. So the no spend days, although you don't spend money and financially you're going to be cutting back on your goals, you're financially you're going towards your goal by having them. What it's also doing is it's changing your money mindset. It's changing how you view your money. And the whole thing that I want I think like, you know, budgeting and stuff, those are tools, but it's your mindset that is really the biggest tool. Yeah. So we create a budget and a budget doesn't have to be complicated. So you have your no spend days, but you want to, you want to be applying them to something. So we're going to apply them towards your budget and your budget isn't complicated. Basically, if you to break a budget down is it's a tool for your money, to tell it where to go. And what you want to have with a successful budget is um, more coming in than what's going out. And the, the difference between that goes towards your goals. That's, if you were to simplify it, that's a budget. Um, the way I budget and the way I create my own budget plan is I prioritize budgeting. I prioritize every single thing I do. So I create a four family budgeting method where I literally, you start off with your four walls. You know, Dave Ramsey, he really goes on about that, as you mentioned before. But I'm like, what? When I was really broke, I really had no money. I had to say, you know what, Santos, what is important? I needed heat. I needed my mortgage paid. I needed transport to get to work. I needed the childminder. I needed food for us. And I needed to, you know, those were the top priority for me. So that was in the family one, and I call it the wall family. That's like, once you have that secured, we can move forward. Then we go into the long family, which is planning ahead. And I would say that um, you really need to plan ahead. You need to try. And if you have a little bit of money, and if you go and say, you know what, I'm going to get my car insured, but I'm going to shop around today. I'm going to see, I'm going to take an hour out of my day, two hours, and see if I could actually save money. I know what they, the quote they sent me, but you know what? I'm just going to see what's out there. Mm -hmm. So you shop around and you find that, oh my God, I'm after saving 50 euro a month. Or so what am I going to do with that 50 euro a month? Am I going to put that into a sinking fund, sinking fund in my long family? And a sinking fund is your planning for future expenses. Mm -hmm. If you have a car, you know, next year you're going to get another quote. But you're saving 50 euro now every week every month because you're out of shopping around so that 50 euro instead of just going woo, i'm i'm rich 
I'm going to go out and go and do a bit of shopping. You're putting that into a fund for next year's car insurance. That's money that you wouldn't have had if you didn't make that phone call. Yeah. So next year, when you have your car insurance, then you already have to save in more or less for the next year. You know, you already have a good spot there and you could say, OK, I'm going to shop around again and try and beat this. You beat it and it comes down way below than you would have thought. You have a load of money already there and you go, you know what, I'm going to pay that in full this year because yeah. I saved so much last year and they're telling me if I pay this in full, it's actually going to be cheaper than my monthly repayment. Mm. And you're already starting there. That's the long family. You're already starting to set up sinking funds for that. And it's just a lifestyle change all the time. Now, I know for me, it's imperative for me to shop around every year now because I like to fund that money all the time. But every week, I never stop saving that monthly amount. You know, that monthly amount that you're paying anyway. You never stop saving that. You keep going because you're already planning ahead all the time. You yeah. never miss that money because you always had it. But no one's going to charge you now for saving your own money. Yeah. That's the great thing. So that's the long family, your minimum debt payments. And that's where you do the no spend days because you want to keep that down. You want to stay on the budget. So now you're focusing on things that you really enjoy. It doesn't cost you money to stay in the, on the budget. You're prioritizing. You know that your Christmas are, your your saving bit by bit for your Christmas now. So when that comes, it's not a big, oh my God, Christmas is coming. I'm panicking. You're in a different mindset. Christmas is coming. I'm going to eat cake. I'm going to have wine. I'm going to have, you know, my kids are going to look good. You know, my, you know, I'm going to fill the tree. If that's what you want. I have my electricity bill paid. You know, you Christmas is a different thing altogether now because you're planning ahead and your minimum debt payments is paid. And you're to that point now that you're saving on food but maybe, you know, you're saving on your food budget that you're like, wait a minute, I was paying 120 a week on food, now I'm paying 70. Now I actually could pay extra on my food. Mm. Yeah, I could pay extra on my um, debts, I apologize. You know, so that's another thing. And then I put another family in there because I think balance is a life thing. I don't want a budget to be something that you just do every month and then you just get tired because it gets too hard. You know, you're like, oh, Lord, I'm not having any. I know it's great paying me car insurance, but Jesus, I'd love to go out and have a bit of fun with my friends. Or I'd like to go and see something. I'd like to bring my kids to a show. Or, you know, do you have your fun days, family, where you literally prioritize your self-care? And if you don't have that family, I could tell you one thing. The, the rest of the families that you're planning for Christmas and you're back to school and you have all this and you have your heat and then they have everything, they won't work because you need an outlet, you yeah. need an outlet where, you know, you, I want to get my nails done and, you know, you don't feel guilty because you're doing all your other things and you're like, I'm going to put a little bit of money there now in my budget to get my nails done in a few weeks and every week I'll have the money there. So when I go, I'm not going, oh Lord, I'd love to look nice, but yeah. you know, being, because I want to look nice, it's going to cost me and it's going to be a guilt trip for me feeding my family. You're already feeding your family. You're already planning ahead for for school you're already planning ahead for Christmas and now my thing is like I, I want to give my I want my kids to swim so in the fun envelope we're going to have a bit of swimming there or I like to go and get my eyelashes done well I'm going to go and I'm going to get my eyelashes done because I've planned for this I've saved for this and it's actually going to be a day out for me 
you know i actually have a little bit of money there that they have a special going on now in the local salon so i'll do that and i have a little bit of money i'll get a coffee and a cake after that looking fabulous at the world owning it because you know my mask is covering everything else and my eyes are popping <laughs> and i paid for that and i did that you know and then you have the last family which is the joneses a lot of us keeping up with the joneses but why don't we become the joneses the Jones is the extra debt payment. The Jones is your house in the countryside. Jones is that dream holiday. You know, the Jones is, is being able to give to charity without thinking anything, without saying, I could just do this. You know, this is a reward for me. This is what I'm going to do. That's the Joneses. And that's the way I create a prioritized, a prioritized budgeting because I think that your budget should just be feel rewarded. Yeah. you know you should be looking at it with pride and that's what I would say and a lot of people go Jesus a no spend day but if you flip it and think what that can do for you and your budget it's a spend day but it's a spend day for your soul you're literally okay. you know filling yourself so that, that's what I would say and if you're struggling to start track track your spending have a look at it have a look through your bank statements see what subscriptions maybe that you signed up to when you were tired and you thought this was going to save your life but you haven't looked at it since and it's going at your bank account and it's only two euro a month so you don't notice it but when you're looking at a few of them and you're like i don't look at it because i don't even remember i have this then you need to start canceling and not just canceling canceling all the the letter the messages and stuff that come through the emails that are triggering you to buy yeah you don't see see no evil hear no evil so if you don't see it you ain't gonna spend you're not gonna think about it but if there's a reason why they want you to sign up to their email list all the time and counteract that sign up to your favorite budgeter have a look on instagram on youtube sign up to their newsletter yeah they might have products but you're gonna get a lot of value around what you're doing yeah. you know so that's what i would say that's the, the long and short of it so what advice would you give to um, a single mom, for example, that has lost her job during the pandemic and is now um, on benefits and is trying to create a budget um, whilst, for example, looking for a job? What advice would you give to a mom? So your budget, your your debts have been cut right there. Your outgoings are up, but your income is low. Yes. Low, low, low. Well, I would say is, Number one, you need to start researching. You need to, you're going to change your financial well-being. And I know it's easier said than done, but it can be done. It 100% can be done. You need to start asking. Ask and you shall receive. So go and start asking anybody that you can. And I'm not just saying just ask your auntie for money. Ask for advice. Mm -hmm. Educate yourself. Go onto YouTube. Have a look and see what's around. What's in your local area? What amenities are there for you? There's no shame in this. Mm. It's, if you're going to put your ego with getting ahead and getting yourself back on your feet, then you could choose which one. Because the ego, it's not there. It's not there to help you. Mm. You know, people, people get mixed up with your ego and having self-respect and all that your ego could take self-respect from you the ego could take so much because if you're not willing to learn then what's the point so I would say one thing I did I went to my local you know back to work because once you're on benefits there's so many courses and stuff 
that can actually get you ahead and they're free a lot of the times. So don't use this. I know times are hard and I know that, oh Lord, I can't be smart with your output, your electricity. You know, you can't be having the TV and all the lights on in the house. You, we know, <laughs> like if there's one thing I remember growing up is get your hand out my pocket. Like mm -hmm. go and turn off the lights. Yep. Don't have the water running. You just have to be frugal and knowing that frugality is not a bad word. It means that just for the short term, we're going to tighten things so we can be better in the long term. So I would say literally you could cut your food shopping. And I'll say food because we all eat. <laughs> like no matter where you are in the world, yep. you, you have to start looking. People have this hung up on, you know, yellow stickers. And, you know, you know, those yellow stickers that you see in Tesco's and then marking down the food. I mean, you can't eat that food because, you know, something wrong with it because the yellow is on it. You could bring that piece of meat home and freeze it and it'll last for six months. Mm -hmm. Cook it, take it out and cook it on that day. Because oftentimes I'll go over and I want to make a chili or a lasagna or something like that. And I say, what? Mint's here for 150 and it was five euro. I'm going to get three of them. I'm going to get five euro worth because I was going to spend that anyway. And you know what? I'm going to make chili. I'm going to make lasagna today. And I'm going to have them all batch cooked. Wow. And that's going to do me for, for a month. And that's only what, five euro? I was going to get for one. And the only thing was they were going to throw it out. Mm. You know? And a, a lot of the time, the sell-by date is not the use-by date as well. Supermarkets have to do that so they're not out here killing people, you know? Um, so that's what I would say. Really, your food is such an important one. And there's so many ways. Shop, shop high, shop low. When you're in the shops, don't look straight ahead. Start looking at the own brand stuff. When you could when you could stand up comfortably and see the, you know, the, the Heinz beans or the whatever, you know you're gonna pay for that luxury. Yeah. Bend your back and look down and see what's down on the bottom aisle. I, I promise you, it's always cheaper. Go to the own brands. You're cutting back. You can't, you, you can't have a champagne lifestyle and lemonade salary right now. You need to cut back a little bit and be smart about the food. Cook from scratch. You know what's in your food. Yeah. That's If there's anything with cooking from scratch is after telling me is I know what I'm putting in. You're not going to tell me there's no MSG, no this, no that. Yeah. I know what's in my food. It reflects on my face. It reflects on my children. My children are like, mommy's going to make a roast chicken or you could get a McDonald's. They're like, roast chicken. Roast honey. chicken, yeah. You get me? And this is what our chicken on the bone. We want chicken on the bone, mom. You know, we want your chicken on the bone. Mm. There's a pride that comes with that every single day when you're feeding your family like that. Yeah. And it's not to say there's not, there's anything wrong with someone who isn't. But if you're in the situation and you know you're after losing your job you're on benefits now it feels really negative that's a positive that you can flip i'm feeding my kids i wouldn't have normally done this but i spent five euro and i have a month's worth of dinners there for my children for my family mm. you know so it, it, it really is no no yeah no no, no no it really is um so smart um bring it this and it's the simplest thing like you look around you see this woman in the supermarket and she has a shopping list i'm telling you one thing she's on a budget 
Yeah. She's on a budget. She's prioritizing her money. She's not going to buy a load of stuff that she does not need. Yeah. That's going to go in the bin, which is basically, like we said about the time earlier, you're working and you could be in a job where you're not working. And now is the time. And you're literally throwing your money in the bin. What kind of craziness is this? Yeah. You're throwing the money that you get in the bin. Yeah, you know, you do need a list because I even yesterday I went to the shop and I wanted to go and buy a tissue. Yeah, I kid you not. When I was in the shop, I didn't have a list. I bought so many other things and I went out of the shop, walked all the way home, and I was like, tissue, <laughs> you know, had to go back to the store. And it just, yeah, a list as much as it, it reminds us of our, our parents and stuff like that, but we need they had it, yeah, they, they had it down. There's a reason why your parents are able to progress and help you progress because they had to do this and it's just back to the you know home economics in a way yeah like you know I didn't really like all that but it makes sense it, you yeah. learn to cook you create a recipe you know that feeling when you cook something and your child is like mommy this is nice mm -hmm, I want more <laughs> and I want more and you created that you created that now that you're on hard times in 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 inverted comments you're on hard times we are able to create something there yeah. and take the good the good out of that as well as that supermarkets they do have, have tricks and tips that are there to entice you everything that we do everything that you see is psychology so even to the trolleys you know the trolleys are that bit bigger now than they were years ago. We don't even notice that because you're going to fill that trolley because you're used to filling the trolley the same way. Wow. Um, you know, you walk into a supermarket and smell like bread, but no one's baking. Mm. Well, walking in, there's not a bakery in the supermarket, but mm, I'm in that bread section. I have to yeah. buy Yeah. because they're tapping into your senses, you know, Aldi is a budget supermarket, yet you could go in there and spend more than most other places because you can't resist going down that middle aisle. Did you come for a pillow? No, you didn't. You stick to the list and you go around. You didn't go for a pillow, you know? Um, there's so much there. Um, stop going every single... You, you can't go to the shop for tissue. Well, you go to the shop. The more, you're more than likely when you go to the shop for tissue, you're going to pick something up. Yeah. You're going to be, I'm at the tail. Mm, I'm going to get that chocolate. You don't mm -hmm. have that in your budget. Your budget is after being cut right back now. Your money's cut right back. You can't be just going, I'm just, did you put it on the list? Mm -hmm. How much food are you waiting? Did you, you shop your, you shop your cupboards and you shop your fridge before you go to the shop. So you're literally meal planning. Okay. So I have a bit of chicken there. I have curry powder. What? Okay. I'll get onions. I'll get some onions. I'll get some thyme. All right. What will I have rice there? So that's a chicken curry. I have all my spices there. I always have that. So that's a chicken curry there. That's one dinner. So all I need now is onion and thyme. Yeah. I don't need to go mm, in the supermarket. I feel like a chicken curry. So I'm going to buy some chicken now. You have chicken at home. Yeah. Take it out. You plan ahead. Yeah. You have a little bit more time now than you would have when you were working. So use that to earn for you yeah definitely. um if there was something that you ever wanted to do now's the time to do it yeah. don't look like we spoke about god does not give his soldiers things um god does not give his soldiers tasks they can't handle he doesn't mm -hmm. do that so 
it's just for you to think instead of go how am i gonna do this how am i gonna cope what do i need to do start asking yourself the right questions mm -hmm. what do i need to do to do this i you know what i liked my job and you know what this is hard but i always wanted to be a teacher so i wonder what kind of courses they would do and they might actually give me a grant that i could go and study you know that would bring something else in i'm really good at writing i might go on fiverr or freelancer and offer me service this was something i did in my previous job i did you know data entry or i created websites and i did all that side the it and now if they kick us out of the it i'm gonna have i'm gonna go on fiverr and i'm gonna set up spreadsheets for people so it takes me five two minutes and i'll just charge them 20 euro a spreadsheet it's gonna be hard to start off but you have to be resilient and think and be resourceful we all have it in us we're all given the tool yeah so what way can you do that and now you know what i didn't get a lot of spreadsheets this week but i got 100 euro worth i didn't have to leave the house mm. um okay the benefits now i'm looking at that i'm gonna have to show that and say i'm earning that so instead of actually just showing that and then cut everything on me how could i actually put a bit of work into that and get my little page better and get 300 next week how can I do a little bit better every day? You know, atomic habits. It's just a small thing every day. Yeah. And one thing I got from that atomic habits, even down to the, the this podcast, is that it says um produce more than you consume. And when we become that kind of person whereby we're producing more, it it comes back to us. Yeah. I am telling you now. Yeah. I am telling you, I stopped doing YouTube um for about six months. I was like, oh Lord, I'm not getting to these thousand. And people have said, oh, we spotted you in YouTube. That's why we want you to go and do a talk. Wow. And you, you're thinking the podcast, you don't know who's listening, yeah. what they're listening to, what they're going to need. And right now it might feel like, okay, I want the downloads and I want this and I want that. And your, your mind is just focusing on getting the podcast right. You don't know. Like on the YouTube, I was just like, people are asking me so many questions all the time. If I just put it in one video and then they ask me, you could say, how to save in your food shop. Okay, just go on to me, YouTube. <sighs> so that's, I made that video and that's that done. I didn't think people were going, can you go in and speak to my company about this? Wow. Amazing. Uh, you get me? You yeah. don't know who's watching or what they might need from that. Or you might think it's nothing and it's everything for them yeah that's so true so where can people get the um budget planner it's on the budget mindset club um dot com or the caribbean dub.com um and the caribbean dub.com i'm working working away at getting you know some um recipes up that is low cost but high output for you and your family um some frugal recipes there actually have four that I'm going to be doing later on tonight. But yeah, like you said, your output is bigger than your input. <laughs> so the Caribbean dub.com, you'll find me there. And I'm on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, everything under the same name. I'm there. I'm there. Okay. I, I see the plan, the plan. I see the purpose. So yeah. I want to say thank you so, so much for taking out the time to come on the Happy Single Moms podcast. Your story is amazing. And it's still, I'm still learning. 
Yes, yes. Okay. Have a lovely week ahead with a good start. Amen. Bye-bye. Bye. Take care. Bye. I'm breaking your arms, I lose control. When I get